0: Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension. Just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com. The way tire
1: buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
4: That's right, I'm R.J. Live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. We've got an action-packed hour for you this Tuesday, including Urban Meyer. What does it mean for the Rose Bowl? Also, the Redskins. We're going to tell you something about the Redskins. I think that's really going to surprise you. Also, we got pros versus the world. We'll tell you where ESPN is wrong. Colin Cowherd is wrong. The Associated Press is wrong. We don't give a care. If you're wrong, we're going to tell you about it. Joined in studio by those pros, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert. Brad Powers with all the college knowledge. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. Here's my personal promise. We will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have pros without the Joes. He is Jonas Knox.
3: Thanks, RJ. Always good to be here as we come to you live here straight out of Vegas from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And we start in the NFL where the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Redskins 28-13 on Monday night. Philly is now a game out of first in the NFC East. RJ, what does Vegas make of Monday night's performance?
4: Well, i tell you this, we lost, right? That's what this Vegas guy makes of it. We had the skins. So, Fez, are we going to say, oh, if Colt McCoy didn't get hurt, we would have won. Do you you feel like after the first quarter, before he got hurt, that we were in good shape?
5: No, I was already worried, frankly. (laughs) All right, at least he's admitting
4: it. That's the first step. Kudos. Boy, though, the market adjustment. And sometimes we have to, speculate, right? We're very well suited to do that. Hey, what does Vegas think of this or that? But when there is a market on a team, and that market already was up, Washington versus the Giants next week, that line was bettable Monday before the Monday night game. And if you were to bet that, Fez, what was the line? Washington was favored by one and a half points. So favored at home. Even with Colt McCoy, though, less than the typical home field advantage of three, saying the Giants were the better team, Washington favored. Now, Colt McCoy out and Mark Sanchez in. Now, that makes no betters happy, that phrase, I don't think. Unless
5: you bet against them, I guess, historically. What's the current line? Washington is now the underdog. They are plus three and a half hosting the Giants.
4: So, just do the simple math. A five-point adjustment. So, I think that's fair to say is a combination of the drop from Colt McCoy to Sanchez. And also, the O-line for the Skins has been one of the truly decimated units in the NFL. And we talk about it. Cluster injuries. Cluster injuries. What does that mean? More than one injury in the same position group, and it has a compounding effect. Think about if you lose your left tackle. Maybe it's one of the better left tackles in the entire NFL. But you can work around it. Put the tight end over there a little bit, third or more often. Third and one, maybe you run to the right. All kind of little. It still hurts you. But now imagine your left tackle and your right tackle's out. Now it gets harder to compensate. So with one injury, you can compensate as an NFL team. Multiple injuries, it's hard to compensate. The skins had as many injuries to the O-line as any team to any position group, I would say, and then what happened during the game? What
5: happened is that both of their backup guards who are replacing their starting guards who are out for the year, both their backup guards get carted off the field. They go out. One of them's out for the year. The backup guard, the other guy, we're we're waiting to hear, so now they're down to their third-string guards, both sides of the line of scrimmage.
4: Okay, so you add it up. It's a combination of the Colt McCoy, And then downgrade to Sanchez, and then the O-line for the Skins, even more injured, even a more compounding effect, a five-point adjustment. By the way, Colt McCoy, as a Steelers fan, I was pretty familiar with him on the Browns. I I was always happy when he was in the game. (laughs) But I can tell you this, and I'm a believer that if you listen closely to the coaches, they sometimes tell you the truth even if they don't want to. And I think what we saw from Jay Gruden was they had some real optimism that Colt McCoy was going to be a surprise. The idea that he was better uh, in this system with the time they had had to develop him than people would expect. And what I the sense I got was was crushing disappointment. Because you would think Alex Smith, you pay all that money – Going to the backup would be crushing, but it felt like that was one they took in stride, the Skins, Jay Gruden. But then going, and not so much even about Sanchez, he's just, he's new, right? Obviously, he was out of the league for a reason, and he's new, but boy, from what I saw in the comments after Jay Gruden was more crushed about losing McCoy, which tells me, one, they had some real optimism more than we might have thought for McCoy, the Skins, and two... They don't have near that optimism with Sanchez.
5: Yeah, and Sanchez, there's a reason he's essentially hasn't played for now three years, just off the couch, has only been signed for two weeks. Redskins are in a lot of trouble.
4: No doubt. And let's talk about that five-point adjustment. So downgrade for the Skins, net-net, you add up everything. And right now, where do the Skins rank in the NFL? The Redskins are the
5: worst-rated team. They're last, RJ, in the NFL. Last. So the the
4: Raiders would be favored over the Redskins on a neutral field. Yes. Well, let me say that again. If you're in Washington, don't be upset. We're just telling you the truth, the Vegas truth. <laughs> Redskins, worst team in the NFL right now. That's what Vegas says. I'm RJ Bella. Straight out of Vegas. Let's look at Philadelphia. You upgraded them a half a point just a smidge,
5: what's driving the upgrade? What's driving it is optimism for Philly. The fact that, hey, we're 6-6, and we're a game out of first. I feel that the team is still playing hard, thinking they can win the division.
4: Okay, so it's not so much what you saw on the field. It was the result and what it means to the motivation of the Eagles now still being clearly competitive to win the NFC East. Correct. And your power ratings take into account how good the team is, injuries, and also their mental state. So it makes a ton of sense. But what it's telling me is even though Philadelphia covered the spread, you weren't impressed with what you saw on the field. And I think I agree with you because the D-backs, we talked about cluster injuries for the Skins. I think the cluster injuries for the Eagles with their defensive backs, almost as bad, if not as bad, entering the game. And really with McCoy only playing that limited time and then Sanchez – that main weakness, that that vulnerability with the Eagles really wasn't tested by the Redskins yesterday. Exactly
5: right. Their cornerback deficiency was masked by the fact that Mark Sanchez couldn't take advantage of it.
4: Okay, Faz. so listen, when when we win, we take our bows. No doubt, (laughs) right? When we lose, we got to be honest about it. Now, we talked about the Skins. You lost a prop bet, and you've been killing the props. I mean, straight out of Vegas followers, Got more money in their pocket because of your props. Let's get that straight. That said, you love making excuses. We actually have theme music for you to make excuses.
5: So explain why your prop and how you shouldn't have really lost. So I had Adrian Peterson (laughs) under 60 rush yards. RJ, this was one of the best bets (laughs) I made all year long. Very first run, he gets (laughs) stuffed minus two yards. He's going to average one yard per carry for the night except for one run. And McCoy gets knocked out of the game. Sanchez is in. They're, they know now the Redskins are, are going to run the ball, and they're going to stuff him all night long except for one run where he went. for Ninety yards. Unpredictable contingent event. Cost me my ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's another
4: way to explain loser, apparently. <laughs> An unpredictable contingent event event. That's the Fezzy.
3: Yeah, but Fez, wouldn't you just rather rip the Band-Aid off than have a slow death? You know, like if he just chewed no, up he'd rather yards cash the yards. T- t- he'd of rather course.
4: cash the ticket.
3: Yeah, but if you're gonna lose, lose right away. Come on. It's like the that first Band-Aid, Band-Aid hurt LA. a lot,
5: Jonas. I'm <laughs> not gonna lie.
3: <laughs> uh, guys, we move now to college football here on Straight Out of Vegas, where Ohio State head football coach Urban Meyer is retiring after the Rose Bowl against Washington coming up on January 1st, he made the announcement earlier today. Offensive coordinator Ryan Day will become the Buckeyes' new head coach after Meyer steps away, steps away. Ryan Day has already agreed to a five-year contract in Columbus.
4: All right, so, Brad, I think we're going to disagree on this one. Let's start. What is the effect? We're always looking for what we can bat. What is the effect in the Rose Bowl?
6: I think it's a positive effect for Ohio State if at If you're questioning Ohio State's motivation, they got left out of the playoffs. Even though it's a Rose Bowl, I think this focuses all those players that were recruited by Urban Meyer to really give 100% effort in his final game as a head coach.
4: Okay, I disagree. So first, let's be clear. What did the market do? We have a market on this. How did the market react?
6: Yesterday, Ohio State a five-point favorite. After the news broke this morning with Urban Meyer being the last game, Ohio State now a six-point favorite, one-point upgrade.
4: Wrong now. Here's why. One, what do you think is the general enthusiasm minus the Urban Meyer situation for the Rose Bowl?
6: I think it's average.
4: Okay, because let's be candid. A lot of players and 20-year-old alpha males typically aren't the type that's got a lot of perspective. They're like, hey, we won with one loss, the Big Ten. We should be in this thing, right? Yep. So it strikes me that it's not some bowl on the 27th of December, but average is probably fair. So right there, that's not good. Average motivation is really saying less than normal motivate. I mean, I think average, I, I wouldn't say half. So you're going to say by average half the teams are going to be more motivated than them in all the bowls and half won't? I don't think there's 50% of teams less motivated than Ohio State's going to be forgetting Meyer for a second. Do
6: you? Yeah, I would say above average motivation Ooh, break it I think below list. average. All right, uh, so we
4: disagree on that. Chocolate and vanilla, that's yeah. fine. I really disagree adamantly about these young players. The seniors, I think it's fine. Last year, if they're going out in the draft, hey, we're going. Urban's going. Let's go. Let's finish the job. But why did those players that aren't leaving next year mostly come to Ohio State? Urban Meyer. And where's Urban Meyer next year? Not at Ohio State. To me, if I'm a player, and let's be honest, Urban, I mean, if you, and I know you know you've done media before around the colleges, like at a deep level, it's a salesman's job. You walk in there and you commit I'm to the parents. I'm going to take your son by the hand, and we're going to go, and we're going to win some games. We're going to get him a great degree, and we're going to make his future together, together. And now he's leaving?
6: Mm.
4: Have you ever had a girlfriend leave you? Yep. Did you Were you happy? Were you saying, hey, let's have one last date and I'm going to make it the best day of your life?
6: No. So, what's different? Mm. The circumstances.
4: Urban's No, the circumstances are the same. Urban's leaving by choice. Oh, he's just like because your, of health. Just reasons. like your exes. He's not leaving for Oh, you for think anyone believes
6: that? Yeah, leaving for someone else? He's not. He's leaving oh. to retire. Well,
4: that's an interesting point. You don't think they're thinking he might go to the Browns?
6: He's not going anywhere.
4: Oh, so you got inside info.
6: He's not going anywhere next year. Oh, but- okay.
4: I can promise you those kids are going to feel left at the altar and because their job's not done. I'm not saying there isn't going to be both of these phenomenons. I'm saying the idea, let's bring our wonderful, beloved coach out with a win, I don't think that's what exactly we're going to see. When we come back, we're going to talk about the biggest disagreements between Vegas and... And all the big media companies.
3: That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio
4: app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
3: And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes, we will have pros versus the world here on Fox Fox Sports Radio.
4: Yeah, and every weekday we bring Vegas and all the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on the strip. 55 degrees and the neon is flowing. By the way, we talked about Urban Meyer, Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. We disagree. You think... Team's gonna rally behind their coach. I think there's gonna be a sense of abandonment, abandonment by some of the players who are gonna be at Ohio State next year when the beloved coach is gone. Beloved in quotes. Okay, the market agrees with you. Maybe we'll make a bet on that at some mm. point before the game. I'll let the market keep pushing that baby out. Oh, jeez. Let's talk about <laughs> quickly though, Urban Meyer's career because. By definition, the spread is expectation, the Vegas spread. So if a guy is a big winner against the spread, that's a sign he's exceeded expectation. Career Urban Meyer against the spread. 58% RJ. Woo! So a pro better, the goal is 55 and he's 58. So if you had bet a thousand bucks on every game, the day he came in, you said, I like the cut of his jib. I think Urban Meyer is going to win a lot of games, 1000 bucks a game. Counting the VIG, counting the dastardly bookie, the minus 110, you would have won $27,000 betting blind. So 27 more winners than losers, even counting that VIG. Very impressive. And Urban's done exceptionally well in the spots that coach, the good coaches tend to do well in.
6: Extra time to prep in his career. Urban Meyer, 73%. RJ, bowl games are actually, as an underdog, 78%. Anytime getting points against the spread, 78%. And finally, let's talk bowl games, which you're going to be fading me, maybe, possibly, Urban Meyer, 79% in bowl games against the spread.
4: Yeah, but he's got half a foot out of door. Now, I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Last thing. We disagree on this Ryan Day situation. Already hired, five-year contract. It sounds like your thoughts. It's a downgrade for Ohio State to me. Boy, it seems like you're unsure. Whenever no, you hear, no, no. whenever you or Fez hear that I'm on the other side, you get much more timid. No, I'm stand. Kinda, be proud. Be well, proud. If
6: here's where I'm confused with your position, RJ. It can't be you know an upgrade for you know Ryan Day next year. Well, he's right there right now, so that's. Good that there's a contingency plan whoa, in place. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: for the whoa, Rose Bowl. whoa! You got this debate all wrong, Mister. Uh-oh. I'm not saying it's an upgrade from Urban Meyer. I'm saying it's the right decision. Mm. Meaning, Urban Meyer's is not an option for Ohio State next year. Their option was Ryan Day, potentially others internally, and then some external choices. Right with the Iowa State guy being one that was. Uh, yep. Talked about a lot. What's his name? Matt Campbell. All right. So my point is that it's amongst the choices the Buckeyes had, Ryan Day is the best, in my opinion. Do you agree with that? I do not. This okay. is a
6: top five job. And to me, if you have a top five job in America, I would prefer to have head coaching experience.
4: Okay. Here's what I know. In general, if an or if a program like Ohio State were uh looking to kind of pull back a little bit, whereas, hey, we're out in the forefront and we're getting a lot of heat. Let's just hire someone within, take a breather, get out of the headlines. Ohio State's never getting out of the headlines, right? So to me, it was them saying, we know Ryan Day really well and we know what a winning coach is because Jim Trestle was in there, won a lot of games. Urban Myers won a lot of games, Who knows Ryan Day better than the decision-makers at Ohio State? Then Urban Meyer, I'm sure, had some feedback, right? Now, my point is, if anything, there would have been a bias against Ryan Day. Why? He was on the staff when all the shenanigans happened, that all the drama started in the preseason, right? Mm -hmm. So if anything, if you're kind of trying to kind of reset, you're not going to hire this guy. So they're pretty much saying, well, accepting that it looks like a continuation of the same regime because we so want this guy. And, oh, by the way, they know Ryan Day much better than you do. Yes, they do. Much better than any media person does. So to me, I trust the Buckeyes making decisions when it comes to coaches. They've done pretty well with that. And, boy, they have the most – whenever someone has the most information and they're very good at what they do – I tend to defer to them, so I'm feeling optimistic he was the right decision.
6: And you probably will end up being correct. How about Ohio State? No one better in the country hiring coaches than Ohio State. Last five coaches all going to the Hall of Fame.
4: Wow. No, and so, Woody Hayes? Hall of Fame. Earl Bruce, Hall of Fame. John
6: Cooper, well, I'm Hall not of sure Fame. Earl
4: Bruce should have made the Hall of uh, Fame. He's in the
6: Hall of Fame. <laughs> Cooper's in. The, John Cooper's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jim Trestle's in the Hall of Fame. Urban Meyer's heading straight there.
3: Guys, we're going to get to pros versus the world coming up here in just a moment. But this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you. But please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. The company is Geico. Go to geico.com. Today, sorry for all the numbers, and in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. But right now, it is time.
1: It's the pros versus the world.
3: It's a Tuesday tradition. We go head-to-head with all the big wigs from around sports media. We start with ESPN, who currently has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ranked 23rd in their latest power ranking. Steve Fezzik, where do you have Tampa Bay?
5: I have Tampa Bay number 18. Tampa Bay is underrated by ESPN. Jonas, it is all about turnover differential. All year long, Tampa Bay has had a horrible turnover differential around minus 20. Just because they've turned the ball over the first half of the year does not make it predictive that they're going to do so in the second half of the year. The last two games, they won the turnover battle, and they won convincingly the last two games.
4: Yeah, so Tampa Bay... 18th in Fez's rankings, 23rd in ESPN's, so ESPN has Tampa underrated. Now, here's the thing that backside up, and this is amazing. When Tampa, I tweeted this out today actually at RJ in Vegas on Twitter. Eight times this year, Tampa in a given game has been minus two turnovers or worse. Okay. Minus two or So it's not just lose the turnover battle. It's minus two or worse. In the four times they were better than that, so minus one even or actually win, 4-0 straight up, Tampa Bay, 4-0 against the spread. So unless you hamstring them, the Bucks that offense, that's one of our basic Vegas premises. Turnovers. You'll hear a lot of talk radio, guys. You will hear them say, Oh, I like this team because they're not turning the ball over. That's just playing backwards, in the opinion of Vegas. And maybe we're wrong, but we'll bet you. And to me, Tampa Bay being so bad with turnovers is something that's going to tend to even itself out. And when they're not bad with turnovers, they do an amazing job. By the way, last eight games, I'm going to read to you the yardage Tampa Bay gained quickly 412, 510, 501, 301, 576, 456. 5'10", 3'15". That's about as many yards and a half a season as any team has ever gained. This Tampa team, I agree with you, Fez, underrated ESPN is wrong.
3: Guys, nobody's safe here on Pros versus the World. Not even Fox Sports Radio's own Colin Cowherd, who has the Steelers' eighth in his latest herd hierarchy. Steve Fezik, what say you?
5: I had the Steelers number five. Pittsburgh is underrated by Colin, who has them number eight, and I think it's an overreaction to two very close losses the last two weeks at Denver and, of course, the Charger game. Well,
4: I disagree with you here as a Steelers fan. I think Colin's got it about right. Remember, the game before was the Jacksonville Jaguars. By the way, Steelers had 26 yards rushing in that game, 75 against Denver, 65 against the Chargers, and now we've got James Conner out. Which is supposed to be accounted for, right? It is. Who's the Steelers in in your rankings, Fez? Who's the Steelers running back this week? He's a no-name. So you're saying you don't know his name. Yes. So you think the fifth best team in the NFL, the Steelers supposedly in your rankings, have a running back you don't know his name. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little skeptical. So I'm going to say, Fez says Colin's wrong. I'm probably on team Colin on this one. Steelers... I think they're more towards eight than they are five.
3: Guys, we move to college football where the Associated Press has UCF ranked seventh in their latest top 25 poll. Brad
6: Powers, where do you have UCF? I have UCF number 38, making the UCF therefore overrated. 37 teams. Everyone crying about UCF being in the playoff. They need to deserve a shot. I right now would have 37 teams power rated above UCF.
4: Wow. Now, obviously, they lost their quarterback. And how many points was he worth? Mackenzie Milton was worth seven points. So if Mackenzie Milton were playing, where, where would UCF be?
6: Right around number 12 in the country.
4: Okay, so still out of it. By the way, Oklahoma made it to my chagrin. And I, again, don't think that's particularly right. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But also, though, right now, considering the reality of UCF's quarterback what would the line be Oklahoma UCF on a neutral
6: Oklahoma would be about a two touchdown favorite over UCF. And let, let's break it down real quickly here in their bowl game. UCF right now against the number 11 LSU Tigers right now, UCF a seven and a half point underdog.
4: So in just a minute, we're going to be talking about some shocking Heisman trophy odds changes
3: that's coming up next year on straight out of Vegas, but for all the latest from
2: around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer. some updates from the NBA. The 76ers say that Markel Fultz is out indefinitely for what they call thoracic outlet syndrome. Apparently it's an injury that affects the nerves between the neck and shoulder ESPN saying the likely timetable for Fultz is about three to six weeks, but that he's going to have physical therapy and won't undergo surgery for the issue. Clippers guard Patrick Beverly was fined 25 grand today for throwing a ball at a fan in the stand Sunday in Dallas. So, big news in baseball one of the top free agent targets off the market, pitcher Patrick Corbin, signing a six year deal worth $140 million with the Washington Nationals. Big news out of Columbus is the guys we were talking about earlier, Urban Meyer retiring as the head football coach at Ohio State, effective after the Rose Bowl.
5: The decision was a result of a cumulative events and health, number one, the fact that we have an elite coach on our staff, the fact that our program is very healthy, we've recruited very well, all played a significant role in this, and I can't say this is the reason, this is the reason, but uh, uh, there's cumulative reasons that uh, we're at this
2: The elite coach that Urban was referring to is Ryan Day as the offensive coordinator gets a five-year deal to take over the Buckeyes on January 2nd after the Rose Bowl. And then the NFL Bills today released wide receivers Calvin Benjamin and Andre Holmes. Well, Redskins head coach Jay Gruden said the team did discuss bringing in Colin Kaepernick to be the backup to Mark Sanchez, but they're going to go in a different direction because they need to get someone ready in a short time period. Josh Johnson likely to sign with Washington back to you guys
3: thanks Dan straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with Geico go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part Figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we will have best bets as we get you set for a Tuesday night in the world of sports. I'm Jonas Knox, a voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Las Vegas, R.J.
4: Bell. Well, I tell you, the Skins might want to clean up that messaging. Is the idea Kaepernick, they said they can't sign Kaepernick because they need someone to pick up the offense fast? What does that imply? Mm. Now, I'm guessing... I'm guessing what they mean is someone that's familiar with that offensive system. But, boy, I don't think you want to leave that one out there. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Okay, let's talk about the Heisman because it was pretty much the entire year. How big of a favorite is Tua? It's like, oh, he's this, he's that. He's historic. So let's talk about it. At the high point at the best odds or the biggest favorite that Tua was to win the Heisman was what and at what point?
6: Just 3 weeks ago, RJ, Tua put this in perspective. To win $1 for a Tua to win the Heisman, you had to bet $10. So minus 1000, bet 10 to so, win one. So, let one. me
4: think about this. 50 bucks would have won me a subway footlong.
6: Yes. Okay. So, about 90% chance. Yep. Now what is it today? Now Tua has a forty percent chance of winning the Heisman.
4: So who's so is is he the favorite still? No, he's
6: not. Kyler Murray, the quarterback from Oklahoma, now the clear-cut favorite minus one sixty. That basically means Kyler Murray a sixty percent chance to win. It. It's between two guys.
4: Now listen, I'm not much for conspiracy theories, but. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, what have we seen in the last – if you had to describe – would this be – and Jonas, jump in here if you want. Would this be a fair description of what we've seen from Tua and the and the Oklahoma quarterback Murray in the last three weeks? I think – Well, hold on. Is yeah. this a fair description? All right. That's elliptical. Now I'm going to say it. <laughs> You got something no, to say, Brad. I you didn't. want to jump in? No, say it. All right. So here's my question. Is this fair to say? Is that Tua played really well but looked human but still played really well and the Oklahoma quarterback continued to play well, not much better than he played the whole year. So maybe you could say the Oklahoma quarterback played 5 or 10% better than he had earlier in the year and maybe you could say that Tua played
6: 10-15% worse. Could you be more drastic than that, Brad? No, I think that's a fair assessment with what So happened. how
5: do you
4: go from 90% to not even being the favorite with Tua from that from that description of what we just Explained has happened in three weeks.
6: I think the true mispricing was the ninety percent three weeks ago was unfair to Kyler Murray's season being overlooked at Oklahoma. That's where the mispricing was.
4: But then, but the idea, the whatever led to that mispricing, would still be the case. It wouldn't change just because Tua had a game
6: or two that he was not Superman. What hurt Tua more than anything had his worst game of the season. The whole world watching the SEC championship game, and then to have the backup come in and outperform Tua.
4: But no one thinks that the backup's better than Tua. No, I, mean, I don't. I mean, it just shows you how fickle these markets are. Uh, can I get the conspiracy music, please? Again,
3: uh, I'd like. To oh yeah, it I don't rest. like uh, it, but uh, yes, uh, a DJ Bell. I'd like the conspiracy <laughs> music. Um, what about this? of the Heisman votes were already put in before last week's game. So 10% of the voters had already cast their votes before last week's game. And then you see this drastic of a turn in the odds. What if somebody got a sneak peek? Exactly. If they got a sneak peek at the votes beforehand.
4: Boy, Jonas, you're learning, baby. That was going to be my point. This feels like some type of inside information. And we've got no knowledge on that. Let's make that clear. But it doesn't feel like the evidence. If, let me ask you, Brad. If I would have said three weeks ago, let's say you didn't check the odds on the Heisman since three weeks ago. You saw it at minus 1,000. If I would have said, Brad, what do you? let's say you have no other knowledge. Today I said, what do you think the Heisman odds are? What would you have said?
6: Two has got a 65% chance to win
4: it. So you think it would have got down to minus
5: 200? Yeah. I would have been way higher. I would have said said minus minus
4: 600, 400, yeah. So somewhere, so it strikes me that something has happened, and that's the thing. Guys might think, well, let's say one person knew something, just one, let's say, and he knows a cousin, an uncle, that might not even be a huge better himself, but he knows huge betters. This is like a virus. Typhoid married to one person, and if there's anything, Fez, we can agree with with batters. They love to do favors for other batters that are bigger than them because they figure those favors get reciprocated. You go to a guy like Fezzik with inside information, or well, not necessarily illegal inside info, but you've got some insight If you value it, you're going to return it in spades to them because you want them to keep coming to you with it, right? Absolutely. Updated weather report, 40-mile-an-hour winds. I'll send it over to Brad. And (laughs) and, and to me, it strikes me, and I'm not saying this is a sure thing the other way because even with 10%, we wouldn't know for sure what's happening, but it feels like somebody knows something. Or the Heisman odds from Tua going from 90% three weeks ago to win to less than 50% now make no sense. Otherwise, does anyone disagree with that? No, that's pretty strong. Mm, interesting. When we come back, we're going to have some best bets. And also I'm going to explain why I think Ohio state got a bum rap, not making the playoffs.
3: That's coming up next. He's RJ bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show. You always wanted right here on Fox sports radio.
1: Right out Vegas. Of- be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: I'm RJ Bell, we are Straight Out of Vegas.
3: I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you the fan. One of the lingering stories in college football outside of Urban Meyer announcing his retirement at the end of the season is Ohio State being spotted at 6 in the college football playoff rankings. RJ, what is the Vegas theory behind the Buckeye spot?
4: So was that like a value judgment, Jonas, saying lingering stories? Like, hey, we might be a day. Like, RJ still blabbing about this? It's, was that kind of
3: buried in there? No, no, it's, it's, eh, it's still there. It's still there. It's not, it, not at the top,
4: but it is lingering. <laughs> All right, here's what I'll say. I believe this is a macro topic that, yeah, it's applicable to the Buckeyes, but I think defining this is important for the playoff committee. Now, obviously, the playoff committee is not going to define anything. They've chosen and somehow— We've accepted that. like what are you gonna do about it? All right Well, nothing, apparently. but this seems to be the narrative. Ohio State lost really bad to an slightly above average team, even Colin with his cute little prado't, like all those poor kids that go to Purdue, does he really need Colin to demean them and again he, he's gotta you know I'll let him live with that but <laughs> but all seriousness aside here. I think it's plain wrong. Now, remember back when margin of victory with the BCS became a big conversation, Brad, is it was like, wait a minute. The line should be 28 in this game. It's big favorite that's fighting for the BCS, but it's really going to be 32 because we know they're going to want to press on the gas for style points, right? Yep, that's exactly what what it was. And what did we all kind of figure out eventually is that was bad for the game. And the, or at the time, the BCS, the way it went, I think they adjusted the computers, if I remember, where margin of victory didn't matter. I don't think, know if it mattered at all or past a certain point.
6: Yeah, I think they tweaked it where past a certain point it didn't matter.
4: Okay. You win by, you know, 17, that's meaningful. You win by 77, maybe it's the same as 17, some variation of that. Now imagine, isn't this exactly flipped right now? So, I don't remember how the Ohio State-Purdue
6: game went at the end. Do you, Brad? A lot of late Purdue touchdowns. It was relatively competitive, a two-touchdown game for the majority of it.
4: All right. So, at a, a certain point, Ohio State's down by 14. Yep. At a p- point further in the game, Ohio State's chance of winning was, was let's say, nil. Imagine if there was a, a, a microphone on Urban Meyer. And at the time, he's saying, all right, guys, listen, we're not going to win this thing, but we got to get a score or two in the last four minutes because this score is going to look so bad come December, and we don't want that. So let's go. Let's go. Let's use these trick play. How wrong would that feel to you, Brad? Very wrong. But if he had done that mm. and Ohio State had lost by 10, would the Buckeyes be in the playoffs? I know for sure their chances would have went way up.
6: Chances would have went way up, and they'd definitely be in if Oklahoma lost. Well, so the
4: question becomes, if we're going to count against a team for losing by a big margin, that's the reverse of saying winning by a big margin really matters. So what are you going to do? You're going to make the game become – or you could almost say, if a team's down late, do they, let's say, by seven – and there's six minutes left, and it's fourth and let's say, 12 on their own 30. Maybe not with six minutes. Let's say four minutes. Maybe game theory says go for it. But they're thinking, wait, if we go for it and miss, they might tack on another touchdown. So we'll actually decrease the chance of winning this game by a smidge and punt because we don't want the score run up on us because we know that they're not going to really remember the way the game ends. They're just going to make a big point. We lost by 14. Mm. Like – as soon as you take out winning and losing as the key factor, but margin of victory in either direction, it, be, it affects the game. And why would we want a team losing by 30 to somehow want to fight back, not to win the game, but to make the margin look better? All right. It's time for you guys to say I'm right. Mm.
6: History so- says you're wrong.
4: Hey, what do you mean? What's what's history? What do you mean? The AP poll. No team has ever. No, th- that's such a crappy stat. It really <laughs> is stupid. Because for a vast majority of the time, the only teams that ever won the title won because of voting, and they had no losses most of the time. So you weren't going to, I mean, th- this stat's been making the rounds, and then for all but what, uh, how many years have we had the playoffs now? Four, five. five. This is the fifth year. So, all before, there's only been two teams. So, yeah, they were, no one was losing many games, obviously. But now we're in a point where we have four teams, and they've lost just one game. And it's not about stout. Go ahead. No, I love the enthusiasm. Yeah, it's just, to me, anything, and this is the closing point, anything that isn't about how good a team is, and I think sometimes if you're losing a game that badly, it, it, the idea of fighting back for the... Uh, cosmetics of it for the way it looks, but you don't, you know you don't have a chance to win, that just doesn't seem to be what college football should be about to me. And the fact that it became such a big deal here means the smart coaches next year will be down 20, let's say they're losing games, say we got to try to fight back not to win, but to make it look better. That feels cosmetic to me, and it's not the spirit of football to me.
3: Straight Out of Vegas brought to you by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It is a Tuesday tradition here on Straight Out of Vegas as we get an early line move prediction from NFL expert Steve Fezik.
4: Yeah, Fez, this year you've won. You're 7-2-1 on these winning, and your line move prediction, 6-1-3. Three. three times the line it
5: moved. When it moved, six times you were right. Once only you were wrong. 45 seconds. I'm on the Bears. Plus three hosting the Rams, RJ. It's all about, it's an obvious bad spot for the Rams. They just had to travel to Detroit. Now they got to go to Chicago, and it's 30 degrees. But what's under the radar, this is a tired Rams team, in my opinion. Seven of the last 10 weeks, the Rams have had to travel, if I count that road trip where they trained in Colorado. And because of that, I expect the Bears are going to have way more energy in this game. I'm on the Bears, plus three, plus 100.
4: So even though one game off a bye, you think the Rams are tired? Yes. And I'll tell you this, Jonas, and obviously you've been in the middle of it, To some degree, I think the fires and all the drama, not drama, but all the reality around that has been tiring for this Rams team.
3: We are straight out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. The Odd Couple comes up next here on FSR. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!